Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 361. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the second season premiere of The Catch, the third season premiere of American Crime, the fifth season premiere of The Americans, and recent episodes of Big Little Lies and Time After Time. As always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 361. I'm Jason the TV Holic from TVholic.com, and this week I have joining me. Hey, it's Aaron Medley. I know. I just it's like a, a new thing for me to be a guest on someone's podcast, but I'm happy to be here. I'm the director of editorial for TVinsider.com, and I am a TV super fan. And I am Vicki Hyman. I am the TV critic for NJ.com and the Star Ledger in New Jersey, which means I mostly write a lot about Real Housewives in New Jersey, but I do watch other stuff. And I am the highfalutin TV critic against Erin on our podcast, Remote Possibilities, against her super fan. We have a lot of arguments. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, always fun to listen to you, though, so. Oh, well, thank you. We'll see what happens uh... On this podcast today, as we uh, get to the uh, the shows uh, in a bit. First, before we hit the news, uh, just uh, one brief announcement, which I forgot to start announcing last week. But next month is going to be our listener month, so that's your chance as a listener to come on and talk with us uh, about what shows. If you've been listening and you're like, "Oh, you're just so wrong about <laughs> <laughs> X Y Z show," come on and talk with us about it, and. Uh, just uh, send us an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com, and uh, we've got uh, three spots open. I'm on each week, so but then also once with uh, Ray, once with Kyle, and once with Amory. Uh, so if you'd like to come on and talk with uh, any of us about your favorite shows, we're doing that next month. Like I said, contact us, and uh, we'll figure out the time and uh, which one you would like to come on. And with that, we'll jump into the news. A few things uh, that were announced over the last week. Uh, first up, uh, FX has renewed Baskets for a third season. <laughs> also known as a show that I couldn't get past the first episode of. <laughs> I was going to say, also known as a show that I have never watched. Like, I just don't know. Vicky, have you watched it? Well, I, I too had a hard time getting past the first episode, although I was at TCA on um, in, in January and they did a whole panel on it. And I have to say, I was actually kind of charmed and I'm thinking about checking it out because it actually did look pretty funny. Crazy, weird, but funny. So Yeah, yeah it wasn't... I. I I suppose that uh, with the Zach Galifianakis and <laughs> it's going to be a certain uh, style or a certain thing that you're going to have to get used to. But I don't know. There was something about the I think I think I might have watched the first two, maybe. And I just was like, nah, I just this is not. Yeah, <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> Um, about a classically trained French clown who can't find work. Uh, it was it was very odd. It's very odd. But Louis Anderson won the um, I think he won the Emmy, Emmy. For, playing his, for playing his mother. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, well, that's when that's when I first said um, when he won the Emmy, I was like, what show is this? I think I, <laughs> I, think I tweeted it like, what is a basket? And Louis <laughs> Anderson's on a show, and then um, Dan Feinberg, over formerly of uh, Hitfix was like and currently at the Hollywood Reporter he's like it's the best show on TV and I was like what no no it's not <laughs> no. I was like the best show no one's watching like who's watching this show maybe the best 
comedy on FX with Zach Galifianakis, but okay. No, no, it, it did look good. It did look good. I am going to check it out. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I like that last description. It's the, the best <laughs> comedy on FX starring Zach Galifianakis. Uh, all right. Uh, the other thing, another thing that was uh, renewed uh, comedy-wise uh, this past week is uh, Pop TV has renewed uh, Schitt's Creek for a fourth season, uh, which my friend Amory and uh, you know semi-regular co-host is a big fan of and is super happy about. Uh, either of you watch have watched? Never, uh, never watched an episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that I watched the the premiere like season one. And only because of the title of the show, yes. I was like, oh, wow, Ships Creek, this is going to be great. And now, now I yeah. wasn't into it. Yeah, I haven't even ch- checked out an, an episode. Like, Amory keeps telling me, I have to, I have to go watch. I have to go watch. Uh, the problem is, is we only line up comedy-wise about 50-50. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, have this- a, I have a feeling that this one might be in that other 50%. <laughs> <laughs> See, at this point, I, like the barrier for entry is just too high. Like going into a fourth season, I'm, there's no way. Yeah. Like it's not happening. Well, on one hand, you're like, well, I know there's if I like it, there's going to be more. But then on the other <laughs> hand, you're like, if I know I like it, I know there's going to be more. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have a feeling I could be wrong, but I feel like this is one of those hour long comedies, not half an hour, which also I'm just like, no, no. It's, a, it's just a half hour. It is? Yeah. Oh, it felt like an hour when I watched it. <laughs> Maybe watch back-to-back episodes. <laughs> Maybe. Let's be generous. Uh, okay. Uh, no. And then uh, lastly uh, on the list of news items this week, uh, Showtime has renewed Billions for a third season. Oh, my God. You didn't see me roll my eyes, did you? <laughs> I, I haven't watched the second season at all. I did watch the entire first season to completion, but I didn't know why I was doing it because I actively disliked the show. I was, like, waiting. I think it's because I love the actors, Damien Lewis, Paul Giamatti. I mean, they're all great, but the show, character-wise, wasn't doing it for me. I didn't really find any of them sympathetic in the least. And they don't have to be sympathetic, but, like, I just couldn't relate. I mean, like two people, two guys in a pissing match. I couldn't care less about either one of them. I don't get it. I don't get billions. Yeah, but she watched the entire first season. I did. I, did. I didn't watch the second. Haven't watched the second. I think I watched the first couple. And like you, Vicky, I really like the cast. Such a great cast that you want to like the show. You want there to be. But... Uh, even on a show like that, like you said, it's just uh, these It's two just guys. a pissing match. Yeah, That's <laughs> all it is. It's these two guys it, going back and forth at each other. And you can't even root for the supposed good guy who's the, you know, like the, what is he, like the who? state's attorney? Or are you <laughs> supposed to be like the, you know, the prosecutor going after the, you know, the big bad rich guy or whatever. But you don't even, like, you're not even necessarily on his side <laughs> in any of this. And... And yeah, there was uh, I don't know, it was it just felt uh, I don't know, just like another hey, look at uh, look at us on our on premium cable with our big yes. cast and uh, <laughs> and, and our stuff. big you know what swinging around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's the hallmark of a of a premium cable show, right? Is uh, hey, yeah. look, we. 
we're going to because we can, not because it's actually interesting or adds anything to the uh, the actual story that we're telling. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for the uh, news, and we'll uh, jump into the uh, primetime segment. First up is The Americans, uh, season one, episode, or season five, episode one, uh, Amber Waves. And Americans is, The Americans is one of those shows that I really, I really like, but just fell behind, like keeping, keeping up with it back in, uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of season three. And then all of a sudden the fourth season was on and I still hadn't completed season three. And now That's I'm so like, funny. The, the, the same thing season. happened to me. We were just talking before we got on the air about how, when, you know, you're a TV critic, you get like several episodes, you watch them straight through and then you almost forget it's on because you're so far ahead. And then with the very first season, I got behind by like three episodes where I was like, Oh yeah, Americans are really like that. And I just finally caught up. I think last year I caught up season one, two, three, and I, and then I didn't catch up to four because I was so busy catching up to everything else. But I'm I'm on board now. But like, yeah, I love it. I think it's a great show, and I'm like kind of kicking myself for taking so long to get back into it. Yeah, did I'm, you Did you like the premiere? I'm kind of kicking myself for having not got back into it yet. So, but oh, you, <laughs> did you watch the? He hasn't seen it. Am I the only one who watched it. No, I watched it. No, you, oh, that's you, right, Aaron. No, you, it. Yeah, you both you both watched. But since it's a show that I like and that we haven't, since I haven't watched it, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And both of you have watched it. I figured I could give uh, you both a chance to. Uh, Tell me why I need to be getting back on board. <laughs> well, did you did you go all the way through season four? Did you catch up completely yet? No, I'm I'm still in the, I'm still in the middle of season three. It just uh, oh my god, it just, yeah, it's just <laughs> one of those things that it just it just snowballs and then you know once it once it also becomes available like streaming or it's just it's a ava- you're just like oh I can watch that anytime. Right. That's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about, um, and we'll get back to the Americans. So that's how I feel about the Vampire Diaries, which had its series finale last Friday. Like I watched every single season up until the seventh, and then I like fell off the first after the first three episodes, and I was like, eh, it'll be streaming. Like I'll catch up one ebbs. Yeah, it will be. Just in this next week, it will be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Which is, um, but because, I'm in that same spot there with the Vampire Diaries. It's like I I watched up through maybe the for some reason I didn't get to the last like three or four episodes uh, last season. I was like, oh, I can get to those before the new season. And then the new season came, and I was like, oh, with that new streaming deal they have with the CW, it'll be and it's a short right. season. It'll be there all at once, and I can just catch up. And now. It's that daunting task of, well, I want to finish something that I spent six years watching. Right? <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Uh, um, but Vicky is definitely a better uh, sort of recapper of shows because I have to pay attention. But Vicky totally knows what happened on the premiere of The Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to explain it to Aaron last week at our podcast. Yes. Okay, this is what happened. Um, well, I'm sure you know at this point, and I, I don't really want to spoil anything, but Paige, the, the Jennings' oldest daughter, found out about her parents' secret lives. And so what it's been building throughout the fourth season, what I believe is going to keep building, is they have to sort of bring – I mean, for, for a while it was – the Paige had let her um, pastor know what her parents' 
were up to. And so it was kind of like keeping that a secret and making sure the um, the the pastor doesn't tell anybody. But now it's kind of like bringing Paige into the fold and maybe training her to be a, the next generation of um, of spy. And um, this all sort of came to um, the fore this episode because at the very end of the last season, Paige and um, and um, oh my God, I'm blanking on Carrie Russell's name. Oh. Oh my god! I don't know. Carrie, Carrie Russell. Um, they get um, <laughs> they basically get mugged. Um, um, in a parking lot, and it looks like um they could actually get sexually assaulted. And Carrie Russell just like you know basically kills the guy. And Paige is like horrified, but then she's actually also kind of like, I want to know how to do that. And so I finding this I'm finding this very interesting. I think a lot of people maybe are put off a little bit by Paige because she is like a goody goody, the whole church thing, whatever. Um, I, I kind of compare, I think a lot of people feel about her the way they felt about Dana Brody on Homeland. They just do not like this girl, teenage girl, but I think she's, I think she's doing a great job and, um, I'm sort of rooting for her to like, I can't believe I'm rooting for her to like go into the spy business for the Russians. For the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. That's yeah. always been a weird thing about the show yeah. is that the, the quote unquote the protagonist hero are the of the story is the are the Russian spies that, but yet they're so good and engaging and mm-hmm. it's weird when you're watching something and you're like, I hope they don't get caught. And you're like, wait, <laughs> what do you mean? I hope they don't get caught. Right. <laughs> it's so well, true. I, mean, I think it helps that Matthew Reese's character is like, I mean, he's been in America for so long and he's starting to see America like, Hey, not so bad. And it's a matter of convincing sort of like Carrie Russell's character. Who's the more Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Elizabeth. Um, it's usually Aaron, the one who can't remember names. I have to say that. So kudos to you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you might've been looking it up on Google. I tried, but <laughs> I remembered before I typed it in. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued. I've always been sort of like less interested in the other subplots that are going on with like, you know, Oleg. I don't even know. Um, those other things that are going on. I just kind of want it to be the Jennings full time. Um, what I thought was also very interesting about the um this first episode is that when the show left off last year, it was actually a little unclear as to whether their cover was about to be blown and they might have to go back to Russia or whatever. And they just sort of like start the next season and you don't know like what happened. It just sort of comes out like through the episode that they decided to stay put and their cover wasn't blown. And they're like already enmeshed in like some new, like um, a, a new operation that involves them being like, um, a flight attendant, and they're the adopted parents of a Vietnamese boy who's befriending a Russian kid. Who, I mean, it's it's kind of nuts, but um, yeah, that's so committed. I love that's it. That's sort of my issue, more so with myself than the show, is that the Americans in the show you really have to pay attention to. You can't <laughs> half watch it or like be on Twitter or you know playing games on your computer. Like you have to pay attention, or else you don't know what's going on, and that is what happened to me with the season premiere because I asked Vicky like at the end there was this whole sequence where they're digging a hole there's no spoiler there um but they're digging a hole for like 20 minutes and I was like Vicky I don't understand what happened (laughs) like (laughs) 
why are they digging this hole? Like, what happened at the end? All I know, next thing I know, they're the preview scenes for the next episode. Like, it's definitely something I want to work on is, like, really focusing on the Americans because it is a great show. Um, I've enjoyed every season, and I really want to make sure I pick up on what's happening. Unless they're speaking Russian, then I don't care. <laughs> Subtitles, don't do them. Yeah, it is that, it is that type of show that uh, you definitely need to be uh, – if you want to know what they're saying in Russia, you definitely have to be watching the screen yes. there. You can't yeah. – uh, completely different kind of show but kind of like a, a Jane the Virgin or there's shows like that where you you have to be watching the screen. You can't If you glance away for something, you'll miss a joke or you'll miss mm-hmm. something important and – at the end of an episode, apparently you'll be wondering why they're digging a hole. <laughs> yes. This is why, honestly, guys, I have never watched Narcos because someone pitched it to me. They were like, oh, Narcos is this great show. It's mostly in subtitles. And I was like, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah. I, I cannot just yeah. look at the TV without doing anything else for that long. It's the uh, if I wanted to read, I'd get a book. <laughs> I, I, and Mickey That's knows. why I'm watching the TV. <laughs> Mickey knows how I feel about books, so yeah. <laughs> I I am a big reader. Aaron is not not a big reader. Yeah, I not not a not a big reader here either. On the spectrum, I tend I guess I would tend to fall uh, closer to Aaron on the uh, super fan <laughs> scale <laughs> <laughs> from, from critic to super fan uh, watching you know plenty of shows and stuff but I have friends that seem to watch as much TV or a, a lot of TV as well but are always like oh I've read the book you know or I've I've read this or whatever and I'm like when when do you do this <laughs> I have right? I have a hour and a half commute oftentimes because I have to drop my son off in like a different town before I go to go to work. So it's not like I have like hours and hours in the car and I listen to a lot of books on tape. So books on audio tape. So Vicky's not actually a reader. She's a listener. <laughs> Let's be clear. I That's am not reading. Read, but I do get through a lot. I mean, I probably get through like, I don't know, 20, 25 books a year. Just just audible. Just that. That's that's a good way to that's a good way to spend the time. I would just be listening to podcasts, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, so the Americans, it's definitely on that list of things I need to uh, uh, catch back up with. Uh, but I'm in a constant fight with my DVR uh, mm-hmm. that <laughs> that those things take precedent so that I can get space for the next night stuff to be able to record. <laughs> uh, all right, that's, that's enough about the Americans. And we'll move on uh, to the catch. Uh, season two, episode one, uh, the New Deal, and uh, Vicky, you're not watching this one. You know, it's funny because I actually was a big fan of the Catch, and I liked the Catch a lot more than I like the other Shonda Rhimes shows. But I didn't watch. I'm, I don't always do reviews when the shows return, and I didn't on this one, so I didn't watch it. But I do like the show a lot, and I like the direction that they're supposedly going in—more screwball romantic comedy. So I'm hopeful. Was it good or bad? Wait, Vicky, did you watch season one? No. Yeah, I watched season one. Oh, you did? I did. I watched the whole I'm thing. I'm learning new things every day. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I'm a big fan of, like, eyelashes, so I loved it. Yeah. She has crazy eyelashes on that Muriel show. It has to be Enos? set. Is that how you say Ray? it? I think it's Marae Enos. Enos? No. I don't know. Marae. I don't Crazy know. eyelashes. I just know that she smiles a lot on this show compared she to does. her last one. She does. It's the killing. Yes. <laughs> she does. Well, I... um really like 
the guy whose name I just totally blanked on. Peter Krause. Thank you, Peter Peter Krause. Krause. And he, (laughs) which I loved him on Dirty Sexy Money. I always go back to Dirty Sexy Money whenever possible. Um, And so I think they're trying to take more of that tone this season on the catch. And they set up um, the New Deal in the season premiere um, where he will now be working for the government uh, to try to take down, I don't know, bad guys. Is that like white collar? You would know that, right? Yeah, I love white collar. Yeah, that was the thing I got. I was like, this, this is like a a more like sexy romantic version of white collar now. But uh, they have, they're gonna be. They're not necessarily going after white collar criminals, but it's that same sort of style of thing. You have the con man as the right. informant helping the uh, the FBI, which uh, I don't know. I like these types of shows, so I'm. Uh, I'm I'm on board. I I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it, and I liked season one. I really thought it got progressively better. Um, mm-hmm. I think it started off a little rocky. I mean, I was into it from the beginning, but I thought it was a little rocky. And then by the end, I was all in. the The thing that always concerned me, and I wonder how they're going to address this this season, if at all, um, is the storyline with the brother and the sister who run the crime syndicate that they inherited from their parents. I just. I just think that's silly. I mean, it, it just, I, and I know it fits in with the overall uh, tone of the show, but the silliness comes in where, like, in the in the premiere, there ha- she's having a meeting with you know her underlings, and this guy's phone rings, and she whips out a gun and like shoots him dead. And I'm just like, what the like, what just happened? And I felt like there was a lot of that in season one, um, especially with the brother when he came to town and he just started killing people. And I was just like, this is over the top. This is where most Shondaland shows get I'm me. sorry. Like, you're telling me that is more over the top than anything that happens in any given minute of Scandal? No, but that's what I'm saying. Those are also the moments in Scandal where I'm like, okay, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> you mean the moment in Scandal where everybody in the cast is, became a murderer? Correct. <laughs> like the moment in Scandal where uh, Carrie Washington's character beats the vice president to death. Oh, does that happen? I would Spoiler. like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that she like did. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I can't, I, I like to have my fiction grounded in reality in some ways. And I just think a lot of the Shonda shows go over the top. And with the catch, that's the one thing that I didn't like. Yeah, they can, they, they can do that uh, a little bit. Well, they definitely can do that a lot in the Shonda shows. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, the the one that this is replacing. Everybody's a murderer on that show too. Uh, True. <laughs> well, what, what I what I liked about the catch last season is that, like, it like quite frankly, the Shondaland shows just kind of exhaust me. And I like that the catch was just sort of like didn't take itself as seriously. I mean, it was over the top in certain ways, like Scandal and all that stuff. But like, it it wasn't pretending to be like serious drama. Not that not that. I mean, it is. Oh, they're all soapy, but it, this one just seemed to have like a better sense of what it was. Just pure kind of silly entertainment as opposed to the other shows, which still you're like, oh, the stakes. Oh, like there weren't any stakes here. <laughs> well, Jason, t- tell, tell me what you think about the addition of T.R. Knight, who we know as um, a Shondaland regular from George Grey's O'Malley. Anatomy. Yes, George O'Malley. Oh, poor George. Mm. Um <laughs> 
He has been added to the show as the brother of Muriel Innos's lead character, whatever her name is on the show. Um, what do you think? Because I have some feelings. Yeah, I, I like him. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that I care for this uh, brother character. And also, never really a big fan when in a second season, when all of a sudden you're like, wait, she has a brother? Was that ever mentioned before? <laughs> like, is, right. that, is that a thing? And you're like, okay, fine. We're going to throw in some family problems too on the on the side of, of, of all of this. I was like, well, at least it's somebody that I like. But I don't know. I didn't really... I don't know. I didn't really care for the character that much, especially mm-hmm. when he's like, well, I'll just, yeah, people have gotten murdered. People have gotten murdered over this money, but I need some money. So I'm just going to keep the money. I don't, yes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was totally insane. Like, so, so Vicky is, is confused because she hasn't watched the premiere, but basically he shows up out of nowhere. He's like, I have this $3 million in my bank account. And they figure out like where the money came from. And it was like from two people whose dogs he walked and, um, they go to the house and find them that, that find that they were murdered. And his first reaction is I get to keep the money. Right? Like literally (laughs) his first reaction was I don't have to give the money back. No one knows that I got it from them. It's in my name. Who cares that they're dead? I need $3 million. And it was just like, what? <laughs> like, on what planet would anyone say that? Like, who's he must be a terrible human being. Um, and I, that brings me to my concerns with his character. I think he may be the bad guy this season. I think he's hiding something. And it's not just the $3 million. Mm. <laughs> That he that his his flighty uh, always in trouble or whatever has just been is uh, has been his cover. <laughs> yep, I think it's a shtick. I don't buy his flirtation with the young woman that works uh, at the agency. I don't buy that at yeah, he, all. He seemed to have too many things in common with her. <laughs> right, exactly. Like he had done yeah, like, some research or something. <laughs> and for someone who works at an agency that investigates con artists, she was falling for it hook, line, and sinker. She was like, oh, you lived on the same street as I did, but in a different town? Like, that's so, oh my God, I can't believe you like the same band that I do? Like, seriously, I can't. I, did, I could not believe any of that. Yeah, there, there's definitely uh, some flaws and some things they don't like, but I like the overall vibe and the, I like the shows that have the, I don't know, that they're setting up this con. You know, you get to see these different, you know, these different things. And in this season, you'll be, I don't know, it looks like you'll be able to more uh, root for uh, Peter Krause's character since he'll be helping to take down uh, other people and uh, and stuff. And so I always enjoyed a white collar. I, I'm a little bit behind, but I really am liking Imposters right now over on, on oh, Bravo. Boy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but I, I haven't – I'm like I'm like I'm an episode behind, I think. But it was a show that I sort of just stumbled on, and Aaron also was watching. And I was really super into it at first, and now Aaron, who's ahead of me, is like, uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, well, Jason, I don't want to derail the conversation, but how far behind are you? I think I'm – two episodes behind so uh, i may Did not be i may have episode, not got to the part know, where it makes you roll your eyes <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, well, the, did you see the episode where uma thurman shows up 
at um at uh what is the imposter's name the woman have, uh, well, there was there was an episode where she shows up where Uma Thurman shows up at the end and then she's more of an ep, more of a part of the show in the I, next yeah, episode. I, I saw well, however far back that is, I saw to where she showed up at the end, but I haven't seen the next episode where. Okay, she's that's more when involved. it it's a little problematic, and I hate to say it. I mean, like I love Uma Thurman, but ugh, it's it was a bad choice for the show. Yeah, she's basically playing a combination of like her Kill Bill and her Pulp Fiction characters, and it does not fit at all. Erin, you agree, right? I absolutely agree, and that is all I will say. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I I look forward to finding out <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but it's the, I don't know. It's that style of uh, of show that uh, you know that type of topic for whatever reason I find it fun to watch, and they're definitely going for the more fun. Uh, vibe here, which mm-hmm. I also, I think that's also a part of a reason of why something like the Americans, even though it's so great, like falls behind is that it's so intense and so, mm-hmm. you know, dramatic and, and such high stakes and things like that, that it's like, nah, I just want to see some con artists try and get, <laughs> get one over on <laughs> each other for a little bit. <laughs> The con aspect is my my favorite part of the imposters. I will say that. So I am all in for the catch. I will I will watch the entire second season. I don't have high hopes for a third season though. The ratings were not good for the premiere. So get it in while you can. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it um like ten twelve episodes this season? I think so. Okay, so Probably not, like look- ten. Yeah. Okay. It's easier to make a commitment to. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, the catch, and we'll move on to the uh, next show on the list, which is Big Little Lies, uh, season one, episode four, Push Comes to Shove. And uh, we'll start with uh, you, Vicky. What are what are you thinking about Big Little Lies here uh, halfway through? Uh, even though you've seen further than halfway through. Yeah, I think I think it's seven episodes, and I got six to screen, and I watched them pretty much straight through. And honestly. I wasn't really expecting to like it as much as I did. I am totally addicted to it. Um, I actually had to go back and rewatch this episode because I said I watched them all in a row. And I was like, it's interesting because I think this is the point that um, that um, I really feel like there's almost two shows here. Like the Celeste Perry stuff feels so different from the Madeline um and uh, like everything else that's going on, like the mommy wars and and the fights over like the school, the um, the, uh, the 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 play, the Avenue Q. Like there's all this great stuff going on, all this wonderful satire. Um, that's still, it's. Um, I really admire Reese Witherspoon's performance, um, especially because you want to kind of hate her. She's really annoying. She's like Tracy Flick, super annoying, but you still feel for her and you know where she's coming from. But this Celeste Perry stuff is so intense. It's like almost like I'm watching like a different drama altogether, like this psychosexual power games that they that they're playing there. It's like I'm 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 completely addicted to both parts of the parts of the show, but I do feel like sometimes when I'm watching it, like that just should have been its own show. That was something it's by, by itself. I could just watch that. How about you, Aaron? Um, I completely agree with Vicky. I do think the, um, what, what are the characters, Vicky, Celeste and Perry? Perry no. and Celeste. Perry, yeah, that's yes. Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. I, that entire storyline to me seems very out of place and every time it turns back to them I sort of 
find myself pulling out of the show a little bit. I mean, I'm still into it. I really, really enjoy the, the, the series, but, um, it's just a little much and the tone, like you can't re- really satirize like domestic abuse. Like, no, and, they, only... and they don't, they don't. And they don't. So it doesn't fit in with the rest of the show. You also can't satirize, uh, sexual assault. So I think the show is playing with a lot of elements there. Um, and maybe could have done without one of those two things and more likely the domestic uh, abuse. Um, but I will say the one thing for the show that really draws me in every single episode, and like Vicky, I've seen six, um, is the music. Have you like, oh, yeah. focused on the music of the show? I mean, the soundtrack for this series is this amazing. sort of like like throwback folk music. Like actually, when I was watching um when I was watching again, I'm like, let me just Google that that theme song because I love that theme song. Um um, and it's like some it just came out last year, but it everything feels like sort of 70s California. Um, it's yeah, the music is great. What about you, Jason? How do you feel about the show? It's very, it's very interesting. Uh, I do agree that it does feel like two different shows at times. That when you, uh, I mean, the whole thing kicks off with, you know, this murder happened, and now we're seeing what led up to it. Uh, so obviously things weren't great, you know, <laughs> in, uh, in the area. But, but yeah, when all of a sudden you go from this, like you said, the the mommy the mommy wars and you know, them going at each other and stuff like that over their kids and all these things that are, they're happening. And then you switch to this other storyline where he smacks her and then throws her up against the wall. And then the next thing they're going at it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. then, and then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it doesn't fit with the, uh, exactly with some of the other stuff that's going on. Uh, then when you find out, you know, what happened to Jane, that's, right. you know, mm-hmm. it, that doesn't really uh, fit in with some of the other, uh, you know, the the stuff. What is it? It's uh, uh, Madeline and uh, Renata, you know, their sort uh-huh. of, yes. you know, their sort mm-hmm. of battles back and forth and the, you know, all the stuff of trying to get the play in and, and some of these different things that are happening. They definitely have... A different tone, and then when you intersplice that with the interviews of other people in the town, in, you know, inside the police station, which are all like little, like little digs or little, you know, little yeah. things that are they're great. I love those, you know, and and stuff. But uh, it it does have a, a little bit of a jarring effect when it goes back and forth uh, uh, between those things. But the thing I'm most interested in is how well they've done at four episodes in. I have no idea who's dead or, <laughs> or, or who did it or who did it. Well, and I think, and, but they've held my attention, mm-hmm. but the way that they do those interspliced interviews and the press conference and stuff where it just puts out just enough detail to not actually give away uh, the ending that you're still watching all these things happening, going, okay, which is going to be the thing that yeah. finally pushes somebody over the edge that they, you know, that they take somebody out. And I, I think that that for me, that's the thing that's kept me interested. I'm very sucked in by the way that they're telling the story. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, I completely agree. I love all of the interviews that they have uh, spliced throughout the episode. And I will say, as someone and Vicky can attest to this, who have seen uh, six episodes, you don't you don't find out. Like we're not mm-hmm. going to know until the the last episode. So we have no idea who did it or who's dead. It's um, it's a structure that I really loved over the last few years where you've seen it on um, you saw it on the first um, season of The Affair where somebody was killed. And you didn't find out to the very end who was killed. You didn't find out really until the second season who actually killed him, Scotty, um, from The Affair. Um, a sort of the missing on Stars does this where um, there's like these two timelines and you're just trying to find out what happened in the middle. And I just love this idea of just getting details on either end and working towards what happened. I think it's, I love them. And I think that the, the thing with big little lies that it will not suffer from knock on wood, um, like the affair did is that it is a seven episode Mm -hmm. limited series. That is it. It will end and it will be over. And And Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman aren't coming back to HBO to do another season. That's not correct. And there's only one book. So there's only one book. I mean, I think that that is also a great benefit to the show because, you know, like, okay, we're working toward this end. And when we get to the end, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps build the anticipation. Whereas with the affair, (laughs) I mean, it should have just been one season. It should have been one season. And now they're dragging it into a fourth season, which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Um, But we won't have that problem with Big Little Lies. Yeah, I think that is definitely good. And also that it's a short season that mm-hmm. I think this that this type of structure that while it's keeping me interested now, that if it was 10 or 12 or 15 or more episodes, I would start go, OK, now this is getting ridiculous. You can't mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can't have gone <laughs> uh, this far where now I think it's just short enough where it doesn't feel like they're screwing with you for, you know, for just for the sake of screwing with you, mm-hmm. you know, there's something coming at the end here, but it's not that far. And, uh, and so all of it is more interesting to me on, on that level. Cause there's plenty of shows out there where you get to a, a certain point and you go, okay, now you're just throwing stuff in just to mess with me. That's, yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is, uh, th- I, this would never take place. You're just, it's just a new twist, just new spin because you, you, you know now that you need more episodes or something. And uh... Right. I mean, not to harp on or, you know, gang up on any of the Shondaland shows because I do watch them all. But I do think that this is the problem with how to get away with murder and why the second and third seasons weren't as strong as the first season. I mean, even this season, spoiler alert for people who haven't watched, when they're leading up to who's under the sheet, like they promoted that for like a month And it's just like, come on now. It can't be that great. Whereas I feel like Big Little Lies is subtle. We don't get 15 minutes an episode spent Mm -hmm. on the actual murder or who died and who did it. You get a clip here and there and you get the little interviews um, throughout the episode. But it's not a major focus. Like your focus is on character development and who these Mm -hmm. characters are and what they're going through. Whereas on How to Get Away with Murder, everything was who's under the sheet? Who died this season? Who killed this person? And it's just like, come on. Yeah, those are the, the those are the style of shows where, uh, for me, where in the first season or something like that, it's interesting. But now, even though you've learned some more about these characters and you you know you may like some and not like some others, they 
you know, the only way to continue on is to create a new big mystery to wrap everything mm-hmm. around because that's what you did in the first season. And that's, you know, that's what the thing is. And, you know, the second time, third time, that just starts being completely ridiculous that in with this group of people that this yeah. is going to... I mean, it's, it's basically like Desperate Housewives. I mean, like, great yeah. first season um, and also kind of a similar tone. And then it just, like, you have to have a big murder, big... Tw- I mean, it's, it's just, just one, yeah, one that season. Was, that was definitely... <laughs> that was definitely a problem with the, something like uh, Desperate Housewives where the, the second season just did not mm-hmm. live up to. And and the, the problem was is I was like, no... What became fun about the show while the, you know, what happened in the first season is interesting. It was the characters and the, you know, the funny and wacky things that they got into mm-hmm. on that street. You didn't necessarily need this big backbone to, to continue it on. But but when you do that, they tend to think, oh, I need mm-hmm. not just another one, but I got to be, you know, bigger, badder, and clever yes. in the next, yeah. you know, yes. the next one. And then, they're always one-upping. And then, you know, see, then you're in the middle of what, like season three of, uh, of scandal. And you're just like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much when I gave it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, I'm very we'll much see what happens. Yeah. I'm very much interested to see where, where this ends up and only got three more episodes and I figured as much as you as as you've said that what not going to hear <laughs> they're not going to give it away with only seven episodes they're not going to give it away in episode yeah. five or six nope uh, but I'd say the only thing that was interest that I found kind of interesting in this episode on that scale was there seemed to be less of like the press conference and some of the mm-hmm. other stuff interspersed where I at, there were times where I was like shouldn't we be hearing you know something about well, actually, now that you mentioned, I think there is less and less of like the actual investigation. You still keep getting the 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 friends and and coworkers talking in the investigation, but you don't really see much of um, Marin Dungey, who's the investigator mm-hmm. from, from Alias. Yeah, wow. loving her. But yeah, there's just not mu- that much of it. Maybe she'll come to the fore in the final episode. Um, but yeah, it's just it just sort of like unspools from there, and it's mostly what is leading up to this murder. Can we make any predictions on who we think is killed? I think it's Zoe Kravitz's character, whatever really? her name is. Really? You think it's funny? How interesting. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking it kind of has to be Perry, but not necessarily Celeste, the one who kills him. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it has to be Perry. And I've not read the books. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I literally have no idea. I, <laughs> to, even, <laughs> to even, like, make a guess. I like the, I, I kind of like the idea of something where you would think that you know, it might be somebody like Bonnie or somebody that you're not quite sure yet why exactly something would go that far to, you know, yeah, there's some little problems and stuff like that, but not like, yeah, she's annoying to, uh, you know, Madeline. To, to Madeline. <laughs> she is, but, she is very annoying. <laughs> but, but not to necessarily to the extent that, uh, you know, somebody would get, you know, that she would get murdered or something like that. But it, it does seem like, there's a you know there's a couple of things set up in there that you know now we've found out that you know Madeline has uh, cheated you uh, know in, the, yes. in this episode and so there there's another aspect there uh, mm-hmm. you know we've it kind of feels like that that Ed could be not not the uh, 
Not the person that dies, but the, the one that like finally snaps Actually, and kills somebody. The, 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 what I thought was like the most disturbing thing about the entire episode was when Ed sees Bonnie and he tells her, oh, I, I like women who are sweating. It was like the creepiest, <laughs> grossest thing. And I really didn't expect that from um, Adam, Adam Scott's character. Adam Scott? Adam Scott? Yeah. Yes. Okay. From his character, from Ed's character, because he seemed like, you know, nice guy trying to get along to go along, all that kind of stuff. And then just say something like totally creepy and gross. It's like, ah! And it was in that same scene where I got the feeling that Bonnie is the one who's getting off. Yeah. Hmm. Also, by the way, Zoe Kravitz not a great yoga instructor. Just FYI. <laughs> was that what she was doing? I thought she was like, they were like doing like, you know, she was like sword fighting or something. I don't know I don't, what she Whatever was they were doing, know. she was the worst was, one in the class. She was serving the dish and uh, things. <laughs> yes, serving the dish. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was some sort of uh, random compilation of various uh, types of uh, workout yeah. programs along with yoga. <laughs> some sort of... Uh, it was like it was some mashup. Yeah, some sort of CrossFit mm-hmm. yoga type of <laughs> instruction you got going yeah. there. I gotta tell you, like, what kills me though, when every time I look at Zoe Kravitz, I'm like, is that Lisa Bonet or not? Because Lisa Bonet has not aged like one like second. I mean, they could be sisters. Because I just saw her recently, last season in Girls, I think. Um, Lisa Bonet, if I'm not mistaken. And oh my god, <laughs> it's yes. crazy. Wow. Good genes. Good genes. <laughs> All right. That's enough about Big Little Lies, and we'll move into the next show on the list, which is Time After Time, uh, (laughs) Season 1, Episode 3, Out of Time. And uh, we'll start with you, Aaron. What are are you thinking about Time After Time, three episodes in? You know what's out of time? (laughs) Time After Time. (laughs) What an appropriately titled episode. Where is the show going? I mean, in this episode, we see um, that Jack the Ripper, whatever his name is, and what is his name? John Stevenson. Thank you. John Stevenson has met his match in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, He encounters another doctor who knows who he is. uh, And that seems to be a storyline moving forward, but let's really focus on Freddie Stromer, Stroma's character, H.G. Wells, and that curator at the library or the museum. Who cares? Like, am I the only one who... They fell in love in, like, 30 minutes on the first in the first episode of the season, and now it's like they're soulmates meant to be. I don't care. Like, give me my time-traveling H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper and murdering people. Like, I, the relationship part of this is of no interest. The whole um, granddaughter, the woman who owns the museum, uh, the really rich woman, like that granddaughter storyline, I'm kind of into, but not much. Then there's like this weird assassin guy that shows up. I, there's just so much going on in this show, except time travel. Like, is that just me? <laughs> so, so you didn't get all the feels when Sparks literally flew at the end of the episode? <laughs> no, it, it, this is terrible. And Vicky will tell you, Vicky loves time travel shows. I love. By the I'm way. such a sucker, and I am, and I have to tell you, I am a huge fan of the movie that this is based on. And I've been thinking for years that needs to be remade as a movie, not as a TV show, as a movie. And, and this, this is what we get. And this show makes me appreciate timeless even more than I appreciated it before because timeless um, while there was a through storyline that I did not pick up on until like episode five (laughs) or six, uh, 
<laughs> I will say it was fun watching them go through the different um, time periods and dressing up and seeing historical figures. And you kind of felt like you were learning something. And then there was a romantic element that wasn't at the forefront. It just sort of crept up on you, you know, toward the end of the, the, the season. This time after time is just like everything in your face all at once. And I don't want any of it except for the time travel. <laughs> How about you, Vicky? Um, you know, I said in my review that um, it was like kind of standard ABCification of the show. Like, let's make it sexy. Let's put hot people on it. Um, and it was like sort of like dumb, but fun. I thought the first episode, I was like willing to give it a chance and I am not willing to give it a chance anymore. I mean, can I just tell you like what really stood out for me in this past episode? They go to see this gemologist um, who's going to give them like this crystal that's going to make the time machine work again. And the guy just sort of leaves them in this storeroom full of gems, people that he doesn't really know so well. The, the assassin guy manages to break in, like just like just shoves his arm through the glass, breaks into a place where there is probably millions of I'm so picky here, millions and millions of dollars worth of gems. And he's just like chasing him. I mean, it's like it's like. It's so preposterous. It's like, I, I'm like, and I'm, yes, I know I'm watching a show about time travel, but it's like, get no. the little stuff right. Get the little stuff right. Make me not like be like, really? Like no, but see, Vicky, this is my point. And I think this is a theme through a lot of the shows that we've discussed today. There has to be some semblance of reality. It can't all be make like, you know, fairy tale land and like making stuff up like that. The reality the, for this show, I think they think the reality is that Jack the Ripper existed and so did H.G. Wells. And that's about it. Like everything else, they're just pulling out of thin, thin air and like it's not it's not believable. And so it sort of just makes you think about how unbelievable all of these situations are, which takes you out of the story. I just mm -hmm. it's. Oh, I'm so it's upset. not that hard to like, you know, have him like overcome a security mechanism. I mean, it's just like the stuff that they do that pulls you out is stuff that does not need to happen. Right. And that's lazy. And that does not give me hope for the show as a whole. If you can't care about the little stuff. Right. You can't make that right. Yeah. For me, I liked the show in the first episode. I, I liked, you know, the possibilities of what they were setting up. Uh, I did think that it had... Well, a similar problem to some of the things we've talked about is that I could see this chasing Jack the Ripper type thing as something that could be interesting for a season. But like, mm -hmm. how long do you go and never yeah. catch this guy, you know, type of thing. But when you have those two, like on the poster, for the, you know, for the show, you figure that these are the uh, the two guys. But so I don't know. I couldn't see past a season, but I. I thought that this might be uh, a fun season. A at times I've felt that they've done a good job of them learning about being this far in the future. And then other times it feels like John is yes. like super you know, like when like he uses figured. the microwave. Yes, exactly. I was thinking the same, like some things there was like totally cool with. And then some things is like, Oh, how does this work? I have no right. idea. What are you talking? I mean, like he like totally understood how to, to, how yeah. to make a hot pocket. In the microwave. Although, can I can I point out something really stupid? It's really hot when it comes out, and he ate it right away. He, he should burn his mouth. Oh should burn his mouth. I thing. Yeah, because he are, <laughs> He just like took a huge chunkin' bite out of it, and it was like. And I thought this was where they were going to have a comedic moment with yeah. him, 
And no, it was just like, oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah, because uh -huh. he did kind of like pull it out, and it was like hot in his hand. It was in the plot in the plastic, but as soon as he got the burrito out, it, it was no longer hot any yes. longer. <laughs> it yes, yes, it is. It's the it is the little the little details. Killing me. <laughs> I had that Killing same, me. I had that same thought. I, I suppose on the time travel ex aspect, at least it looks like maybe this next episode will actually have them traveling. Yeah, in time they're, they're going to be doing a little bit of time traveling, but not a lot. It's not like every week they're going somewhere else. I mean, they only mm. have one time machine. It's a problem, <laughs> right? Hey, that wasn't a problem on Timeless. Just no, they have two time machines on Timeless. <laughs> oh, that's they true. They did have two time machines. That's the issue. <laughs> The, 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 um, oh, I did want to say one other thing that I just now, I just totally blanked on it because that's the show in my mind, a show you can blank on. <laughs> it's a good show that you can just sit there and look at Twitter while you're watching. Yes. Or <laughs> need to, as, is the anti-Americans. It is anti-Americans. Or as Vicky, it. as Vicky knows, I've been looking for a new nap show <laughs> and this could be it. No. No. <laughs> uh, the the thing about this show is is stuff like uh I knew something was up with Griffin as soon as he's basically introduced like they, you you're like oh he's he knows something uh about this. Is that the guy running for senator? Yeah. Um th okay, yeah. Yeah, that's uh mm -hmm. that's Vanessa's the boyfriend. boyfriend. It, you know, like after the first or second episode you're just like oh that guy is is knows more than you know, he's laid out. You, at the end of episode two, you didn't know like who to trust. And then there was also this other guy that had been stalking them. And then in this episode, you don't really learn too much more about him. And then he gets shot. You know, yeah. Like, and, well, he like, he talks to his mother who like maybe has Alzheimer's and like knows HG Wells. Yeah, knows, and yeah, I, yeah something I, about I, the time travel and uh, apparently would somehow fix something that was a problem in their lives. If, he could keep them from going back again or something. Uh, and then you have this other doctor that, you know, gets up on, you know, John and, you know, takes, takes him to, you know, her place to do, you know, uh, research on the brain of a killer, you know, type of thing mm -hmm. it looks like. And so there's all these other things that all of a sudden are popping out and, well, at least at the end of this episode, you have Griffin on the phone with somebody saying, you know, there's somebody else that knows about mm -hmm. <laughs> about that. We need to find out, you know, who it is and what they know. And then you find out there's a whole nother at least person and why they know or do they know each other? Like it all of a sudden there was like these within three you know, by the end of the third episode, all of a sudden there's just all these other people that know about H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper and you have absolutely no clue as to how or why. And I need something to know. I need they better tell me something in the next episode or I'm, I might be completely out on on this one because there's just so many there's so many threads here. And you I, I have no no idea about it. They, they don't seem to be introduced very well. This is always the problem, not always the problem, but it can potentially be the downfall of a time travel show is when they don't understand their own mythology and then the viewer doesn't understand it. They are introducing way too many threads. I don't, I still don't understand how, I, I guess her name is Vanessa, um, 
how she's the granddaughter and how he came to her before, but she, but he doesn't remember because that didn't happen yet. And it's just like, what are the rules of time travel? And on the show, I don't think they have any rules. I think they have rules for the story, oh. and then they're going to make time travel. Fit well, they, they it. did. They did say one rule at the beginning about like you, know, you can't like they asked the obvious question, well, why don't you just go back to like five minutes before he took the time machine and kill him or something? He's like, oh, it creates rifts in time and holes, and I was like, okay, fine. Fine. Yeah, they, 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 basically, one they basically gave you a, a similar rule that Timeless has. You can't go back to a similar time that you've already gone yeah. back to. Right. <laughs> it's uh, just yeah. whatever. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'll, I'll keep watching this, but whatever. Yeah. I don't show. know. I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to make one recommendation for this entire podcast, it would be watch the original 1979 version where, by the way, nobody has abs of steel, but it's still a great show. <laughs> Yeah, I was, you know, I was interested in this. I like shows that have a, a time travel aspect to them, you know, and uh, uh, but I yeah, I have no idea whether they know their rules or not, because I don't know uh, what's going in. And it just feels like it would have been more interesting if we would have somehow gotten more about whatever this, you know, whatever the stalker guy was before we start yeah. introducing in multiple other things that uh, mm -hmm. are also that may or may not be connected. And I don't know, they, uh, they just kind of lost me uh, there with uh, that stuff in this last episode uh, after something that I was very, you know, very interested in, in uh, it, after the first episode, you know, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't perfect, but for the style of show and stuff that it was, I was, you know, I was interested in it at least for a season, but they're, uh, they're potentially running out of, as Aaron said, they're potentially running out of time here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite, quite quickly. All right. That'll do it for time after time. We'll move on to the last show on the primetime list this week, which is American Crime, uh, season three, episode one. Very uh, well titled, season three, episode one. They don't want you to get confused <laughs> on, what, on what these are. Uh, uh, doing so, uh, Vicky, you're you're watching American Crime. You, mm -hmm. This is uh, an anthology series, so we get you know some of the same actors back from previous seasons, but we're getting a, a completely new story. Have you? I'm assuming you've watched both the uh, previous seasons. Yes, I watched both previous seasons. I only watched the first episode of this one um, enough to write my review, um, which you can find on nj.com um, backslash entertainment backslash TV. Um, it's funny because when we were talking about um, um, Big Little Lies and the difficulty of, you know, how it's great that this is an anthology and they don't have to come up with a new story every time. When I was talking to John Ridley at TCA, we were talking about, like, how great anthologies are. And he's like, yeah, sometimes you have these shows and you have a character. And because, you know, you have to come up with a new season, you have to, like, take the characters in places they would not necessarily go and make decisions they would not necessarily make just because you need more stories and you know i love this whole trend towards anthologies because you just take a show as far as you can take it and then it's over and but the thing with american crime that i really love is that they're all they all kind of have similar themes i mean there's a lot of inequality a lot of racism second season was very much homophobia 
um, that they have the same themes and with the same characters, and you can't help going back to um, thinking about the other characters they've played and seeing, like, Regina King's character from the first season to the second season. She played a... um, um, a um, black Muslim in the first season. Well, she's black. Um, she played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great, great makeup job Thank there. Thank yeah. you. Um, in the first season, and then the second season, she played this like very wealthy, um, um, sort of stuck-up um, woman. Um, in the third season, she's playing a social worker again. But it's like you see all these different, and I know it's a different character every time. But like you. You, I just think it creates this sense of empathy generally for people who can't see past headlines and talking points and all the, you know, in our political, um, this political landscape. And like, it just gives you a real big sense, like, you know, to, to basically put yourself in other people's shoes and don't just um, hew to, uh, like with immigration, I think this really came to forth with um, Benito Martinez's character. He plays an immigrant sneaking into the United States, trying to find a son in North Carolina. He was working as a farm worker and disappeared. And so he's he's an illegal immigrant. He's one of these people that we keep hearing about. In the very first season, um, he played Alonzo, who was a guy who came over um, legally, was very proud of the fact and looked down upon illegal immigrants. And then like, I'm watching him like walk through the desert and duck under the fence and I'm thinking you know there but for the grace of God you know is not the same character but you see the two different sides season to season so I think it's a it's just it's a it's a show that it's kind of hard to get into it's not terribly entertaining in that sense <laughs> she her head. no 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 it's very bleak it's very raw but it's very deep and I just I find it very meaningful and I'm really I can't say enjoying it I'm into it how's that I watched a little bit into the first season and it's tough. <laughs> didn't watch you know, when it came back. I didn't watch the, you know, I, I planned to at least watch the beginning of the, the second season to see if that story, uh, you know, would grab me and, but never ended up watching the second season, but uh, decided to check out the, the third season here. And it's, it is tough. Like the, the whole thing that they, they set up in here, we've got, uh, underage sex workers, and mm-hmm. you know, and then we have the, you know, the the illegal immigrants, and we have we see the, you know, the farms and how they're trying to, you know, get people to to work on them, and then also how they're being squeezed on the other side yeah. from the you know the the stores that are buying things, and it's all very interesting, but it's all very bleak. <laughs> and also, and also the way the way they the way they shoot it is not like I don't want to say helpful, but it's like there's like long like yes. silences, and I mean they they do not make it. It's not easy watching. It's not just stuff you can like latch onto really quickly. You have to be into it. Yeah, and I think I think that's where a show like this falls off for me is that I go to my TV to get away from thinking about some of these types of yeah. things and, and, and as opposed to diving deeper into them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking for more of, you know, like the catch than, for, <laughs> you know, than, than, than something like that. Uh, yeah. How about you, Aaron? This is obviously not a show that, uh, have, have you tried out either of the, of yes. the previous seasons? I watched the the um, pilot, the season one. I think I actually watched the second episode as well. 
and it was too heavy for me. And then in the second in the the second season, I also watched the premiere, and I plan on watching the premiere of this season. Although I'm sure I will not like it. I think this is one of those. <laughs> I'm just going to say it off the bat. Um, I think this is one of those prestige television shows where people are acting like they're really acting. And I just can't like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think actually it's very naturalistic. I don't think, I don't, I don't don't feel it. I'm not feeling that. That season one with um, Felicity Huffman and it was Tim Dalton. Was that who it was? Who was that? Timothy Dalton. My bad. <laughs> Tim Hutton. I just felt like they were just really acting and putting in their craft and what they learned in theater school. And then in the second <laughs> season, it was the woman who was the mother of the kid. Who, Lily, 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 Lily Taylor. Taylor, who was yeah. also acting. And I was just like, look, <laughs> you are an hour long drama on ABC. Everybody chill out. Let's make this a little less heavy um, and then I can get into it. And I'm not saying I don't watch shows that have a me- like I really love The Leftovers. Talk about a show that's not <laughs> not easy to get into. But like I just cannot force myself to watch more than an hour each season of American Crime. Like I just don't get it. I don't see the appeal. I will watch the season premiere, but I don't think it's going to draw me in. Sorry. And hence our podcast yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there. Yeah. And, and and hence the you know the world of five hundred different scripted shows that you know there's yeah. something there's literally something for everybody, which is also a problem. Yes, <laughs> is that you come across something that you do like, and not enough other people are also liking it necessarily, uh, yeah. or you never ever hear about something until it's already been canceled, and you're like, oh, but I would have really liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, it was some of the previews that they showed at the end, you know, they kind of, I don't know, it was almost spoilery, really, in how far, you know, they previewed, like, out the whole season, almost, kind of, of some of the things that were coming up. But yet there were a couple of things in there that seemed, uh, you know, that seemed kind of interesting, one of which I pretty much figured with the, uh, the one guy that was coming over the border and wanted to get to North Carolina, Mm -hmm. uh, but that that's, you know, that something like that was going, uh, to happen. But yeah, some of this, some of the other stories that they had was just, I don't know. Yeah. It was just bleak was the only, uh, the only word that I could come up with. And while I think that it's, it's very interesting and I like a lot of the, the, the people in the cast, they do a really good job of, of inhabiting these new, you know, these new roles, uh, from season to season, and but yeah, I just like I mentioned, this is not what I'm going to <laughs> to my TV for at the present time. No, I'll be watching Shades of Blue or like Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> instead. <laughs> oh, Vicky's so sad about this. I know. I'm like I'm pouting. <laughs> it's really good. It's all. I mean, like other thing I like about it is that like people that you do not normally see on television. I'm just talking about like brown people and black people. I'm talking also like poor white people. I mean that aren't like butts of jokes. It's just it's like it's. I think it's a great experiment. I'm surprised that it is still on after three seasons. I mean, I thought it was going to be one and done. So I mean, I think kudos to ABC for like keeping this one alive. And it, I think it fits pretty well on a Sunday night. You know. 
There's a lot of TV on Sunday night. I mean, so this is definitely not being added to the rotation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the style of show that it is, I think it kind of fits with the, you know, the sort of prestige drama of, you know, that type of show. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the spot on, a, you know, a few shows here and there where I could definitely see that it's good. It's just not good for me. well it's good for regina king who won two emmys out of it and may win another so which is probably a reason you know that type of you know getting some awards for things like that that's that's why the show is true because i mean it does make abc more competitive in the award season because you know lord knows newspapers and you know websites do certain projects because they think that they will do well come award season so this is the same yeah yeah and and these days, a network show actually getting any awards love is yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the especially impressive. in the drama category is is you know not something to sneeze at really uh, these days. So uh, that definitely uh, will keep it going. But I I do also like the idea of the anthology series. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much of yeah. There's been shows where it's like yeah, you like these people, but. You you said it. It the show takes you, you know, to go into a new season or something like that. All of a sudden, you have people doing stuff. You're like, but that's they would never do that, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I like the anthology idea of where you have a story, and you plot that out and you tell it. Uh, but with the the way that they're doing some of these, if you do like the cast, you get to still see these people. They're mm-hmm. just you know playing. You just get to see them in different. Uh, uh, different roles so some of you know some of them uh, there's so many of them now these days too uh, that uh, mm-hmm. i mean i like the idea that this one's not done by ryan murphy uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as just a as just a you know a change of pace in that in that style True. Uh, but uh all right uh, that'll do it for american crime and for the uh, primetime segments and uh as always uh, you can uh you can find links to the uh, news stories we talked about, as well as uh, where you can find, listen, and read Aaron and Vicky online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 361. And uh, next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me uh, to talk a little TV. And thank you, Aaron and Vicky, for uh, joining me here on uh, episode 361. It was our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Aaron, say something so I can see that you're recording. I just tried to watch episode four of Big Little Lies one more time before <laughs> we have this conversation. All right. Got you recording. And Vicki? I definitely watched this episode of uh, Big Little Lies because I watched all six episodes I had access to all in one fell swoop. So I had to figure out which episode it was. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, always uh, something when you... You get something ahead of time and you watch all of it and then you go back and you're like, oh, wait, I can only talk about. I know. Exactly. <laughs> it is a problem. I suppose it's a good problem, but. Well, I always have this issue where like I'll, if I really like something, I'll watch like whatever they give me four yeah. or five episodes. And then I get and then like I forget that it's on every week and I'll like forget about it for like six weeks and I'll miss like two episodes. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, my God, now I'm behind. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that. Yeah, you just uh, yeah, especially if it's something like where it's like five or six episodes. Yeah, I mean, often it's like a month. 
Well, often for me, it's like, you know, they get, they'll, if they give me like four or five episodes, I'm like, oh, which means I think I have to like watch them, especially if they're not good. Um, but sometimes like like Big Little Lies, which I didn't really expect to like, I just watched the whole thing I, I had access to. And I'm trying to keep myself from looking at the book when I go to the bookstore to know how it ends because I'm just dying to find out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't done it. All right. Well, uh, now that uh, I can see everybody is recording, we'll get started. Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 360.